Welcome to Folk Roots Radio. I'm Jan Hall. All the best in Folk Roots Americana, singer-songwriters and blues, and artist interviews. On Folk Roots Radio, we're all about the music and the people that make it. Now coming up, we're pleased to welcome to Folk Roots Radio, Juno Award-winning singer-songwriter Justin Rutledge, who joins us to chat about Islands, his ninth album, and it's a new compilation and a retrospective with a difference, as all the songs chosen for the project were re-recorded in the way they were originally conceived. That means pretty much alone with minimal accompaniment, leaving the listener feeling like they're listening to the songs for the first time. It's a really beautiful album, and if you're not familiar with his work, it's a wonderful way to get acquainted with a great singer-songwriter. And as always, we check out more of the latest new releases and we're starting off this way. This is Lizzie Plotkin and Natalie Spears with Seasons Change. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. Thank you. 
Sing songs to keep our minds free From the darkness of winter time Watch seasons fade as hearts change And dusty roads will lead us right
I had a dream We had a baby She had a funny name She came from far away She made us laugh I remember the laughter Felt good to hold her A girl with a funny name I had a dream That you came to my house We sat in the kitchen Spoke without knowing, held on to each other, made love till the morning, till sleep took me back. that we made it all the way to where we were going in spite of the voices that pulled at our heartstrings in spite of the hands that kept pulling
listening to Folk Roots Radio with Jan Hall. Yeah. Hi, my name's Irish Maiden, and I've got to tell you, I'm digging all this folk roots and blues. Welcome back to Folk Roots Radio. We started off the episode with Colorado's Lizzie Plotkin and Natalie Spears with Seasons Change from their very well-received six-song fiddle and banjo album, Just Over the Ridge. We followed that with Anya Hinkle, who is a member of the Appalachian Americana and Bluegrass band Teleco, reflecting on the killing of George Floyd on What's It Gonna Take from her upcoming solo album. And we wrapped the set with Indiana's Tim Grimm with a dream from his latest album, Gone. It's a pandemic-inspired release. Tim couldn't play live during the past year, so why not work on a new album? And one that reflects on dreams past and present and the personal and community impacts of loss. And in the background, it's more fabulous surf music from Chairman of the Boards with Runaway from their excellent album, Surf in the Apocalypse, which snuck into our favorite albums of 2020, which you can still find on the website. Next up, Justin Rutledge joins us to chat about his latest album, Islands. But before we get there, from the new album, this is Good Man. You're listening to Folk Boots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. Keep 
That's Juno Award-winning singer-songwriter Justin Rutledge with Good Man from his ninth album, a new compilation entitled Islands. It's a retrospective with a difference as the songs chosen for the project were re-recorded in the way they were originally conceived, alone with minimal accompaniment. And on most tracks, that's just Justin and his guitar to produce a sound that leaves the listener feeling like they're listening to the songs for the first time. It's a beautiful album and a wonderful way for new listeners to get acquainted with a great songwriter. To learn more about the project, we're pleased to welcome Justin Rutledge to Folk Roots Radio. It's great to have you join us today. It's a pleasure to be here, Jan. Thanks for having me. So this is an interesting album. I, I have to ask, when you decided to come up with this new compilation and stripping things back to how you originally wrote the songs... Was this sort of a, a pandemic project? Is that the idea? You know, we're in, still in the midst of the coronavirus pandemic. Everybody is fairly locked down, uh, haven't had the chance to play live, certainly. And I'm just curious as to, 
your motivation behind uh, coming up with this new compilation? Um, unfortunately, it's not. It wasn't a Corona a COVID idea. It uh, it was conceived before COVID, and uh, we actually executed and recorded the record in February of 2020. So kind of got a jump on all the COVID albums, <laughs> but, but, but it does sound, it would work as a COVID record, which is, which is interesting. Um, I don't, hopefully I didn't forecast things to come with this record, but, you know, looking back on an eight album career, I've had requests over the years to record an acoustic album. There's been a hesitancy on my part about that simply because I'm not a terribly great acoustic guitar player, and there's something that's extremely vulnerable about illustrating the song naked, as it were, just as 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 it was conceived and how how it was written originally, just on acoustic guitar. Production can often interfere with with the way a song just sounds on its own, and. I, as opposed to recording a new record that was just acoustic guitar and vocals, I just decided to revisit some of my old songs, some fan favorites, as well as some songs that I think illustrated my songwriting capability. And, uh, you know, it's just some songs that are favorites of mine. Some I play live, some I don't. But um, it took us three days to record it. Uh, there's very, you know, my friend Tom played a little guitar. Uh, my friend Aaron played a little piano. But other than that, it is not really produced at all. This is how the songs sound to the best of their ability. This is what they are at the core, you know. Now, we started off with Good Man, which actually, interestingly, was actually on your last studio album. That was Passages from 2019. Why did you pick this one? It's a good question. I, I wrote that song, as you hear it on the record, on, on islands, that's that's how I wrote that song. And when you hear the version on passages, it's much faster. There's sort of a, a harder, quicker drum beat. Um, I'm singing out a lot more. Um, I was coerced by my producer Chris Stringer to really to really ramp it up and 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 give it a lot more energy, which I was I wasn't really into doing at first. I'm glad we did it. It's two sides to the same coin, you know. I mean, it's the same song. But when you listen to the version of on passages versus the version on islands, they leave you with a different sensibility. They leave you with a different feeling when you listen to both songs. And I did write that song for my dad. And I, I kind of think that he might prefer the version on islands, you know, at least my wife does. <laughs> you know, it's interesting you say that because when I was preparing for the interviews, I was actually, I went to your band camp and I was going back and forwards between, you know, listening to the, islands version and then going back to the originals i want to play out of the woods next now that was originally on valley heart from 2013 which was the album that you won the juno for although you have been nominated three other times as well this one you know you can see really how stripped back these songs are can you give us just a little insight into out of the woods and and why that ended up on this album out of the woods is is always been a sort of favorite of mine even though it's it's a little it's a little disparate from uh, from my sort of standard songwriting catalog i'm at the, i'm at the stage in my career where i'm being where i get sort of critical about my songs from a from an arrangement perspective and i 
I think this is almost, almost a bad thing. You know, I used to write songs because I wanted to say something and now I'm interested in the craft of it all, which, which is kind of a good and bad thing, but you know, it's, it's out of the woods is, is a song that gra- people gravitated towards, but on Valley Heart, it's more of a heavily produced song. And again, I chose it because I really wanted to choose songs where I could strip the production away. So a song like Out of the Woods, when you take away the drums, when you take away the heavy guitars, when you take away the gritty organ and just leave it as a choppy eighth note acoustic song, what does that leave the listener feeling? And how does that change the the sentiment and how does that uh, affect the, the listening experience where stripping away the production would, would really impact the delivery of the song. I think we're out of the woods I think we're out of the woods for good I think that we should be out of the woods I think you're out of your head I think you're out of your head she said from the edge of the bed the edge of the bed is it true what has happened to you You were the valley below You were the 
Listening to Folk Roots Radio with Jan Hall. That's Justin Rutledge with Out of the Woods from his great new album, Islands. Justin's our special guest on Folk Roots Radio today. The interesting thing about this project is the fact that he's actually gone back and re-recorded these songs by stripping them back to the basic song. Is that going to change things moving forward for you? Do you think it's going to change the next album you work on? Well, I'm currently halfway through my next record. That's another beauty of COVID is that, you know, it gets you, it gets you into the studio and back writing again. There is no beauty to COVID. I should just clarify that. I've actually sort of gone the other way. I'm at an interesting stage in my career where, you know, Islands will be my ninth record. And I never underestimate my audience and... I feel like if I, I feel like I'm at a stage where I can start attempting to do different things. And I think people are along for the ride right now. So, you know, I listen to all kinds of music. I listen to folk music. I listen to electronic music, a lot of classical, a lot of jazz. There's so many things that interest me. And I think I'm at a stage now where I can, I can perhaps implement those, those little inspirations and integrate them into my music. And I feel like, the people that listen to my music, if you've listened, if you've got all my eight albums, you're along for the ride. So let's let's go somewhere else. You know, I don't want to do another Valley Heart. I don't want to do another Islands or No Never Alone. I want to go someplace different for now. And I want you to come with me because because I think we're in this together. You know, I want to go back to the album and play one of my favorite tracks on the album. Now, this is a track that appeared on your first album, No Never Alone, in 2004. And when I saw it, I thought, oh, Federal Mail is on this album. I'm interested to hear what it sounds like and, you know, whether he does anything different with the vocal. Well, you definitely did something with the vocal because the vocal is not there. This is a purely (laughs) instrumental song. And it is a fabulous, fabulous instrumental track. I love the feel. It's got that wonderful, lazy almost like a late night jazz type thing going on and the way that the ivory's been tinkled here. I don't know. Did you record it with a vocal first and then decided to take it out or was the intent just to do it without the vocal? The, the intent was always just to do it without the vocal. I wanted to... Federal Mail is, is an interesting song. I, I, I've always had a soft spot for that song, but I never, I never play it live. I can count on two hands the amount of times I've played it live in my 20-year career. It's something I've... It's almost like a, I feel like, a, I feel very protective of that song. It's like a little sibling that, that's a little weaker than you and you've got to protect it from all the bullies in the schoolyard. So I don't often play that live, but I, 
it's a really special song to me. As I said earlier, I, you know, I listen to a lot of jazz and instrumental music and I, I really just, there's something about the vocal in here. That's, it's very, I base this song on a, a very classic country standard ballad and, you know, listening to a lot of Floyd Kramer uh, or instrumental country piano. I, I really wanted to illustrate that, you know, the melody can, can be all you need. You know, um, the sentiment of the song is is extended by the production the way we the way we did it. This is the only song with a quote unquote band because it's just a snare drum. There's no drum set that we used, and a little upright bass, and like you said, guitar and piano. But you know, I I don't need to hear myself sing all the time, and I don't think I I think like I you know like I said I want to bring. I want my audience to have new experiences and to experience a song a different way. That was the intent of this record. And that's why we decided to record Federal Mail instrumentally. Thank you. 
That's Justin Rutledge with Federal Mail from his new album. It's entitled Islands. And that's a, an amazing instrumental. I have to say, when I first listened to this album, I just loved it. Justin Rutledge is our special guest on the show today. You mentioned electronic music earlier and other things you're interested in the jazz. It's going to be very interesting to hear where you're going to go next. We are in the midst of, obviously, the pandemic. Hopefully, vaccination is coming. Can we talk a little bit about the future? Obviously, more recording. Just wondering whether you've decided to diversify what you do because of the way that the industry has, you know, changed in the last year. Obviously, there's a big question of how willing people are going to be for at least a while to come out to a live show. Has that changed the, your thoughts about moving forward? Absolutely. It's a really good point. I've actually taken the year to go back to school. So I'm pursuing a program, a certificate in arts administration, because I feel as though that will add to my, you know, my CV somewhat. And when the pandemic hit and all my gigs fell through and my income was dissipated, you know, a songwriter's income is already crushed by Spotify. And then you take all of the live performance income away and I was just sort of left with nothing. So, and no prospects. And as opposed to wallowing about that and, you know, getting mildly depressed about it, I just decided to change my perspective on what was happening this year and with the closure of the music industry and at least the live performance industry. And uh, I decided to go back to school and, decided to sort of flip flip everything on its head and dedicate this year to learning. So what I did was I, I, I'm in school full-time currently, second semester right now. I was lucky enough to land a placement with Massey Hall. Not a job, but just a field placement. So that's an amazing organization that I've worked with in the past. And, you know, I've dedicated time to learning how a studio works and getting better at recording skills. And that has really, really helped because I know a lot of friends, a lot of musicians, like you said, I don't think it's, I don't think we're going to get back to pre-COVID times till about 2024. That's just a reality from the reports I've been reading. Uh, like you said, to where people are comfortable to go to shows where you're, where you want to stand shoulder to shoulder at the horseshoe with 300 people you don't know. So I just, I just changed my perspective on this and I just wanted to fill my mind with positive things and, whether that means, you know, I'll always be a songwriter, I'll always play shows, but perhaps I have something more to give back to the art sector, to the music sector, and uh, it's something I always want to be a part of. The final track is going to be the song that's new on this album, although it is very popular in your live show. That is Jelly Bean. Tell me why you decided that you wanted to record it for this album, particularly as this is actually a track that has more people on than anyone else, because you have a little bit of a choir on the end of it to give the feel for that live experience. It is the final track on the album as well. Tell us about the motivation behind recording it now. Uh, well, it's I've been playing it since 2004, and it's always been the, the last song at uh, all of my shows. It's been, it's been a song that is... Um, it's one of my oldest songs. I've tried to record it in the past, and I, I think I tried to record to release it on the early widows. And I think I tried to record a version of it on my second record and it just never really worked because it was such a live experience. 
And um, of course, I've been got a lot of requests over the years to include it on a record. But the only way to really experience this song is live. And Islands, the new record, was a really great opportunity to record Jelly Bean because it is an acoustic record. It is Islands. The mandate of Islands is to really illustrate the songs naked as they are. Uh, and so Jelly Bean is just a couple acoustic guitars and 20 people singing along with it, which is the way it exists at shows, you know. Perfect way to finish. You know, live music will return. I get the impression that, you know, obviously you will be back and you have lots of different ideas of, you know, how that's going to be. Maybe you'll be, you know, being an arts administrator at the same time as being part of the show. It's definitely possible. And uh, I'm definitely up for that challenge. This is Justin Rutledge with Jellybean from his wonderful new album, Islands. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. And Justin, thanks for spending the time with us today. Thank you so much for having me, Jan.
This is Mallory Graham and Scott Tyler, and we're the Rough and Tumble. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio with Jan Hall. Drink coffee black, smoke cigarettes, work hard till I sweat. These are the things that I can't do without you. Write a song, play guitar. country folk singer-songwriter Spencer Burton, who escaped Toronto for the Niagara region to bring up his family, with Things I Can't Do from his wonderful fifth album, Coyote. And that was an album that was recorded in analog with Andrea Tokic at the bomb shelter in Nashville. And that's it. That's all we can squeeze into this episode of Folk Roots Radio. We'll be releasing our full interview with Justin Rutledge to the website in the next week or so. So definitely stay tuned for that. You can check out all our archived interviews and playlists on demand 
All you need to do is visit the website at folkrootsradio.com for all the details about how you can listen to the show. And thanks again to all of our radio partners who help us bring Folk Roots Radio to you each week. And remember, if you enjoy the music we play on this show and want to support the artists, don't just stream their music. Instead, buy their music. And then you'll really make a difference to their income during these strange times when it's really difficult for artists to play live. And I know they'll love you for it. We'll leave you with Glass Cabin, a new rootsy Americana duo from Nashville, featuring singer-songwriter Jess Brown and Dave Flint. From their self-titled album, this is hey You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. Stay safe and well, everyone. We'll see you next time.